All right, welcome back in JR Afternoon. Sean Belegian sitting in for Chris Renwick today. Okay, so I know there are a lot of people out there that uh, certainly are skeptical of EVs. Passing fad, never going to replace our good old gas guzzlers, right? Well, I think there's some news out there that, that might make you want to change that opinion. Uh, Certainly, uh, our next guest knows a little something about that. Let's welcome her in. She is the national co-chair of the Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Training Program. And and quite frankly, Jennifer Mefford, it sounds like EVs are here to stay. Thanks for joining us here on 760 WJR. Thanks for having me, Sean. Jennifer, some of the news that I'm seeing and, and, and some of the, I mean, no other way to say it, record-breaking numbers that are out there, in particular this last quarter, uh, to the people that think that maybe this is just a passing fad, they might want to think again? Yeah, so I, I'm encouraged by the numbers that came out last quarter, you know, um, an increase year over year in the quarter of about 48.4% about 300,000 different vehicles sold. And I, I think that's really a reflection of um, just supply coming into the market, more um, product diversification, and really all the excitement and kind of momentum out of the automotive community bringing these vehicles to market. So it seems kind of from my purview um, expected that those numbers would go up that high. Um, so I'm encouraged, but I think it's kind of where it, you know, to me was kind of expected to be. Um, I'm kind of feeling like the market is moving quickly out of the early adopter stage where we had like these pioneers that were getting into EVs really early and really more into kind of a, an early mass adopter market. So even more encouraging than the sales numbers of Q2 of this year over last year, polling data is really looking at, you know, larger numbers of people that are considering within the next 12 to 24 months purchasing an EV. So I think that EVs now are part of the consideration in the automotive process of the buying cycle. And and that's really a strong indicator that the market's going to continue to grow. You know, Jennifer, as somebody that, that bought early and it, it was for my daughter and, and we, we, we got her a bolt and the technology just in the last couple of years and, and some of the bugs, if you will, some of the issues and You know, there have been recalls and, you know, we're learning all this stuff on the fly. In essence, it's amazing how much that has improved in the last couple of years to to kind of put some of those fears from people to rest. Without a doubt, I think the products are evolving. And I also really like the different models that are coming into the market. So you have a Bolt, which I think is the perfect, you know, car for your daughter's needs, right? Mm-hmm. But I think American consumers, we want to drive what we want to drive, right? We want our SUVs or our trucks or our sedans. We want what we want when we want it. We're pretty consistent that way. And I think that what is so encouraging to me about the market is that the automakers are really paying attention to that. And they're creating vehicles in that same class, same style, and often same model that are electric. And that gives consumers a very comparable choice. It also gives us just more diversity and choice, right? Our vehicles are an extension of our lifestyle. I'm an SUV driver. I've been an SUV driver for a while. That fits my life, my family. And I, uh, you know, am very interested in electric versions of that vehicle. And I think I'm a pretty normal 
um, kind of U.S. consumer that way. So oh. product diversity is helping. Reliability and charging uh, is, is also improving. It's not where it needs to be, but it is improving, and that's really helping everything grow. Jennifer Mefford, uh, again, national co-chair of the Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Training Program, kindly joining us here. Jennifer, you hit the nail on top of the head, and, and you know, you, you personalize it for me. My daughter's needs with her car was to basically drive to school, to drive around the little community that we, we live in. And as a guy who is an F-150 owner, I don't ever want to own anything else. I really don't. We're, I'm stuck in my ways and her needs don't match my needs, but as we come out with the new things, you know, whether it be the Lightning or whatever SUV you talk about, hey, I like to go up north and do truck things with my truck. You know what I mean? And yeah. and so yep, for a exactly. lot of people like that, they they were just waiting for an option, and maybe they're not so afraid to try it. Right. So I think that really helps. the The two real issues right now in the market certainly is the price, right, of the vehicle and charging infrastructure in the wild or in public, right, when you're taking your trip up north. I think those are still the two questions that consumers have. And the automotive industry is really working super quickly to respond to those. So I think this leadership move from Ford in reducing that base price on the F-150 Lightning recently came down about $10,000 in price. That's their response to what they're seeing are kind of these, what, what's holding a consumer back from entering this space? You love your F-150, and they wanted you to love it electrified, right? Mm -hmm. And I love their responsiveness to that. I think we're going to see more of that because we know that price is an issue. So we're going to see prices come down. With that recent set of data points that came out, prices for EVs did come down about 20% year over year. And I think we'll continue to see that um, get get further modified because we have to be responsive to like what's the point that someone's going to go for an electrified version of what they already love. Hey Jennifer, it's Brian. I got a I have yeah. a question. We saw like a week about a week ago, Jim Farley was talking to us, and he had taken the um, an electric car and said the yeah. only issue he had was trying to find places to charge and the charging times. Do you think him being involved and seeing this thing that the Ford, the, the big companies can now put a little pressure on infrastructure to maybe move that forward a little bit, move that needle? Yeah, so I think that we are going to see these really interesting. We already are seeing interesting leadership um, announcements around infrastructure. So, of course, you have all talked about and heard about, you know, that Tesla network of fast chargers across the country uh, is going to be opened up to non-Tesla brands as we move kind of through this year. I think that's a big move, but bigger news behind that was another you know, automotive uh, group. There's seven different automotive uh, manufacturers and General Motors is among those uh, that committed to 30,000, right? That they're gonna fund themselves a billion dollars in infrastructure to kind of build out this fast charging network. Um, Ford is also pursuing their own you know, answer to that. And I think that we're just starting to see them meet what the market really needs to make consumers super comfortable and super confident. 80% mm. of charging when you get that vehicle, and Sean, you know this, happens at home. Mm -hmm. So you're mostly going to be charging that vehicle at home. I do a lot of talks and conversations around the country, and customers are coming to me and saying, well, you know, do I have to be charging every time I go out in public and I have to find a charging station? I'm like, well, if we think about how you really use that vehicle, 
unless you're driving 230 miles at a time or more, whatever the range of that vehicle is, you aren't going to be without the ability to get back. Most Americans drive less than 40 miles a day. Most capacities on vehicles start around 230, uh, 230 miles and, and go up much higher. So you're kind of okay. So it's really a mindset change about, you know, I don't fill up my gas tank every day. Every time I leave the house, I don't go fill it up, right? I fill it up when I need to. And it's getting into that habit of charging and kind of topping off what you've used mm. when you're back at home where it's cheaper yeah. and, and you know where that charging station is, right? Great stuff, Jennifer. We we have to get going, have to hit the news at the at the uh, top of the hour, but certainly appreciate your expertise. Jennifer Mefford, kindly joining us here on 760 WJR.